The Oklahoma City Thunder got a massive win over the LA Clippers. This Thunder team is legit, and they have the right stuff. The future's bright in Oklahoma City. We'll talk about it on Locked on Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Ultimate GM, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder beating the LA Clippers in a statement win as Lou Dort Clamps up Kawhi Leonard, does not let him get a shot off. SGA scores 30 points, and the Arkansas duo plays extremely well. Plus, we'll talk Josh Giddy and J-Dub, of course. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NBA GM, managing your basketball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up in the App Store our listeners get 100% free boost in their franchise with the code locked on, all caps, no spaces in the game. The Thunder have the right stuff. Like the Thunder are trending in the right direction. They have a bright future, but also in this specific season, they have the right stuff. What a win this was over the Clippers. They now own the tiebreaker over the Clippers. They're now with a 500 record as we sit. On March 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2023. If I would have told you that back in October, you'd have never believed me. A seventh seed, if the season were to end today, a half game back of the sixth seed, and they're 1-0 to start this massive four-game stretch. They're going to play the Clippers again Thursday, again the Lakers Friday in a back-to-back in L.A., and then go to Portland and play the Trailblazers. The Thunder have won eight of their last ten games. That is incredible. Incredible stuff. And in this game, the Clippers, they came to play. They played intense defense. They were swarming the Thunder, overwhelming them at times. The crowd was into it. And the Thunder got down by 14 points. For the second straight game... The Thunder got down to true contenders. And then OKC went on a 19-4 run. They regained the lead. And from there, it was a back-and-forth game that typically young teams don't win. Typically, the second youngest team in NBA history and the youngest team in this season does not win a game against a team like the Clippers when there's 10 lead changes and 11 ties. But the Thunder won the rebounding battle by one. They forced two more turnovers of the Clippers than they turned it over. The Thunder lost points in the paint, lost second chance points. Here's the thing. Fast break points. Only two for OKC. Now, offense was at a premium in this game. It was not it was not great offensively for either side. As the Thunder shoot 42% from the floor, the Clippers shoot 47%. But you beat the Clippers 101 to 100. 
and you only got two fast break points. That means you were scoring on this Clippers team in a half-court set the vast majority of your points. And that's how playoff basketball is played. That's what happens come playoff time. And the way you won this game, Kawhi, who earlier in the game we were discussing, you know, gosh, you can put a hand in his face, it doesn't matter. He's just going to knock down shots. He's going to knock down shots. There's no way to defend Kawhi. That was the feeling early in this game whenever he was hitting difficult shot after difficult shot. He had the ball in his hands with the shot clock turned off. An absolute stone-cold killer on the floor. Somebody who, when he was in his early 20s, a dang near teenager, had LeBron James, one of the best in the world, fearful. He had the ball in his hands. Shot clock turned off against the second youngest team in NBA history. And he tried to get Lou Dort switched off of him four different times. Lou Dort stayed stuck to Kawhi like glue. And played such immaculate defense that Kawhi Leonard could not get to his spot. Not only could he not get to his spot, he couldn't get to a spot. He couldn't get a shot off much less the shot he wanted to get off. Time expires, and the Thunder win, not via some miraculous step-back three from SGA, not via you know some fluke of nature. They won on a clutch defensive stop from Lou Dort. In the half-court setting, their star versus your best defender. How many times do playoff games... How many times do playoff series end this way? The Thunder have a superstar in SGA. We're going to talk about him because no matter what it feels like in the moment, no matter how good it feels like like a team is playing defense on him, he finds a way to be a true superstar. They have a superstar in SGA. They have a rookie in Jalen Williams who has a Great case to win Rookie of the Year, although I don't think that he will, but he should uh, have a very tight race to win Rookie of the Year and is a future all-star caliber player. They have have Isaiah Joe, who catches fire and can impact the game in so many more ways than scoring, but can also randomly pop out, not so randomly because it happens a lot, but just go out for four, five, six threes in a game, in any given game. And even in games like tonight where he only makes two threes, he finds a way to make a positive impact. The Thunder have a great coach. They have Josh Giddy setting the table so well for his teammates. The Thunder have the right stuff and the right formula to come together and win games like this. And so as we've gone through this season, it started out as, okay, losing Chet back in August – Another tanking year. That's why everybody predicted that the Thunder would be the worst team in basketball. I mean, their over-under was only ahead of one other team. They were, in fact, had a lower over-under than their win total of last year. Reputable people were picking the Thunder to win 20 or less games. And so we went from that to, okay, fun little story. How long will it last? Then we went from that to, okay, maybe maybe they can make it into the play-in. But you know what? Why even go to the play-in? You're just going to get beat, and then you know, you'll know you be back in the lottery. Why not increase your lottery odds to now? And right now, I'm telling you, 
in a play-in tournament, the Thunder have the right stuff to not only advance, but make life hard on any team in the first round. And that is invaluable experience to get to the second youngest roster in the NBA. Where all of your contributors are under 25, under 24. Like all of your contributors are at that point in their careers. This is going to be fun. And the Thunder are going to go to the postseason. They're going to play a game after Easter. And they're going to get to have their cake and eat it too. Because guess what? This team was good enough to take a canyon-sized leap from last year. And next year, you know, October 2023, they're going to add a generational big man prospect. The Thunder have the right stuff, and they have the right formula, and they can surprise some teams. Now, obviously, first-round upsets in the NBA typically do not happen. But when you've got a guy who can... Defend the likes of Kawhi Leonard, LeBron. You know, they can defend the likes of Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, James Harden, Jamal Murray. Like he like can defend those kind of guys in the half court and not let them get to their spot. I mean, you can go down the list, Luca. Go down the list of guys that he has not allowed to get shot off or, or bad shots off to win games in the clutch moments like this. When you have a guy like that who can stop guys at the end of game, when you have a superstar in SGA, when you have a flamethrower that can just impact the game a lot of different ways and can score a lot off the bench in Isaiah Joe, when you have J-Dub, who provides so much for you at every level, when you have that combination and playoff rotations shrink, and it's just you versus them, and you have a coach who we think is a great coach and, and, and has proven to make great adjustments and has proven to be able to, to get his team the necessary advantages, and you give that coach and his staff the same opponent over and over and over again. The Thunder will be right in the mix. They'll be right firmly in the thick of things in the postseason series. I mean, we'll see. We'll see it coming up. I think that the Thunder will make the postseason. I think that's no longer uh, an if. It's just a where will they be at. And this West Coast trip, which was so important and so demanding for this season starts out pretty well winning in LA over the Clippers. They'll have to do that three more times in LA. I mean, I'm sorry, two more times in LA to beat the Clippers and Lakers uh, again, and then Portland to end the road trip. We'll talk about SGA and what a superstar that he was plus J-Dub and Jay will as well as Isaiah Joe and Josh Gideon, all the other great stuff from this game, but the Thunder were incredible today against the Clippers. But first, I'm going to say right now, about good friends over at the Ultimate GM, folks, go check it out today. It is an awesome game, probasketballgm.com, uh, to go check it out today. And you can scan the QR code on your screen right now. Also, if you've ever dreamed about being a NBA GM or managing your basketball franchise, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategical aspect of your team. You play through seasons. You lead your team to glory. You are responsible for hiring the right coaches, assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging but realistic game world. 
Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want. So all of our hosts at Lockdown are playing Ultimate Basketball GM, and we are absolutely addicted to it. We have a competition to see who can win the most rings. We're trying to we're trying to get it done over there at Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. It's a lot of fun, so check it out and use the code LOCKDOWN, all caps, no spaces, at probasketballgm.com. That's probasketballgm.com, uh, all caps, LOCKDOWN, no spaces for a boost to your franchise uh, for free. So check it out today and get started at Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, check out the Game to Game Podcast, and highly recap show across the association. Let's talk SGA. An absolute superstar. The Thunder have another superstar gracing their organization, and this stuff It does not happen as frequently as what you've been led to believe since 2008. Trust me. But they have one. When watching this game, you truly saw SGA in real time, in the moment, in in the biggest game of the season, make adjustments for what the opposition is doing on the fly. Because the first few possessions, the Clippers were overwhelming him, got him, got a couple turnovers off of him, and it looked like the Clippers brought that intensity that this game deserved because this game was a massive game in the standings for each team. And that, okay, Kawhi, Paul George, they had the defenders, they have the guys to fluster OKC star, they have the guys to overwhelm the Thunder, they got up by 14, but the Thunder just kept chipping away. And SGA just kept tinkering, just kept just kept plugging away at what he was doing. And you look up at the end of the game, and he had 31 points on 48% from the floor. He nearly made half of his shots on his way to 31 points against that Clippers defense, which, as we mentioned before, was a majority in the half court because he only had two fast break points. Seven rebounds, four assists. He went one for four from three, six for seven from the line, 48% from the floor, 36 minutes. I thought it was interesting that he was shooting, of course, four threes after not shooting any on Sunday. He's he's often shot more threes in L.A. I mean, you should look at his numbers on the road in L.A. since 2020. Uh, he's averaging like four three-pointers attempts a game. Uh, he had one a game where he shot like six three-pointers on the road in L.A., I believe. Uh, he's always in this in L.A., uh, one for four tonight from three. But... The most interesting part of SGA's game to me is in a game like this where they have Kawhi, Paul George, even throwing Russ in there, who's, who's playing aggressive, throwing you know Gordon in there, and then they can just funnel you in to, to Zubak. In a game like this, with all that length, that size, those good defenders, SGA is able to just relentlessly attack the rim, which is something that you often say about just physically imposing players like a LeBron James. Like of course, LeBron James can can just relentlessly go at you and attack you and cut your throat open, going down the lane because he's LeBron James. He's he's just he's just an incredible, physical, gifted player. SGA 
is not like if you were if you were to to poll a hundred NBA fans and ask them who's the strongest, fastest, just beefiest guy driving in the rim. SGA would probably not even crack the list. But he is. Like he is a physical player when he gets a full head of steam going to the rim. And he's able to do it in so many ways that you can't defend it because he can go lower the shoulder and bump you off of your spot as you try to stop him and score over you and through you. And he can get up in the air, contort his body, go and split the trees and and score at the cup as well. But the way that he is willing to go in to the lane, every possession to attack the rim, take on contact and have that body control in the air, it's incredible. It is truly incredible. He also played some really good defense in this game. And the Thunder, once again, have one of those guys. Like, you can rattle off, like, three games in the last week that are like this, where, you know, it felt like, you know, in the moment, you're watching the game, and it's like, yeah, you know, SGA's great, but hey, this this team this team has figured it out. Like they have the length, they have the size, they have the ability to impose their will on SGA at the rim and and, and protect the cup to where uh, he's not having a great game. But then you look up the box score, and yeah, he's having a great game. Like Toronto was like that. Like it, it felt like Toronto was handcuffing SGA. You should go look at his stats, and they weren't. Brooklyn felt that way at times. The game against the Clippers absolutely felt that way. Like the Clippers looked like they were harassing SGA, and they were in the first quarter. But when it's all said and done, SGA is not only still going to get his points in, t- in terms of point totals, but it's still going to get his points in an efficient clip. That's superstar stuff from SGA. That is superstar stuff from SGA. Let's talk Jay Will. Jay Will knocked down two threes and... I just, whenever you watch Jay will and, and, and it's still feels so early, so new because he didn't start getting a ton of bulk minutes until uh, after the new year. But when you watch Jay will, and if you ask yourself, is this shooting legit? Watch, watch how defenders are scrambling to close out to him, how they're over pursuing him at the line, how they're running him off the three point line. And that opens up his game. It doesn't limit it. Because Jay Will is such a great playmaker and decision maker and is so good at reading plays that if you run him off the line, you actually open up the Thunder offense, not only for himself, but for others. There's a play in this game where his first three, he got it. He was kind of open. He could have just shot it right then, but he wanted to keep the offense in rhythm. It was kind of early in the shot clock. Uh, no need to rush a three up. But then they gave it right back to him. They swung the you know, reverse swung right back to him, and he still was open from three. Goes, shoots it, knocks it down. Then you saw the Clippers scramble to close out to him, run him off the line. He gets a flyby. He dribbles in inside the yard, and then Lou Dort cuts back door, and Jay Will finds him. So because that you tried to take away the three, you let up a way more you know efficient shot, so to say, of like, hey, now we get Lou Dort cutting straight to the basket. He's gonna dunk it like. Obviously, Ludwig's not a great rim finisher, but like a dunk is a dunk. Like he's going to dunk it. And so it's just death by a thousand paper cuts whenever Jay Will's on the floor. So we, we, we've seen him become a really good offensive player this season. We know he has that elite defensive weapon 
in his back pocket, which is drawing a charge. And in this game, I think that you saw sort of his mentality or or ability to stay within himself, which is going to pay dividends as you move forward, as you play in more of these games. Like, think about this from Jay Will's perspective. He's a rookie that didn't get a lot of minutes in the in, in the start of the season. He's a second round pick. He was playing in the G League for a lot of the first half of the season. Injuries happen. He gets thrusted into a, a more bulk minute role. Now he's you know a, a gamely starter. Where like this, you know, if everyone's healthy, it's not even interesting to go check who the starters are before the team releases it because you know who they are. It's gonna be it's gonna be Josh, Shea, Dort, J Dub, and J Will, and you know, it's just gonna be all these guys. And so his role has changed so much in the short amount of time. And now it enters today. You're playing in L.A. You're playing under the lights of the Staples Center, Crypto.com, whatever. It's the biggest game of the season. You just had one of your biggest wins of the season against the Suns. And then boom, boom, right away, two quick bad fouls. Like, like And fouls that I, I say bad as in probably shouldn't have been called. But nonetheless, they were. Two quick fouls, you're in foul trouble. And that can easily take out a young player out of his element. That can take a young player out of his game. That can take a a young player away from what they do. But he just kept chipping away. He just kept playing his style of basketball. And that's where you see him stay engaged and stay locked in to where that kind of reveals who he's going to be in the future. You're not going to be able to force him to do something outside of himself. You're not going to be able to force him to make a mistake, to force him to to do too much or to throw him off kilter. He's going to stay his same way each and every game, no matter the circumstance, no matter the matchup. And he gets four fouls in this one. Olivier Saar comes in, plays a lot of minutes in this one. Olivier Saar fills in pretty admirably for OKC. Obviously, he had a great plus-minus game, but um, you know he, he was starting in the second half, Olivier Saar was. But Jay Will played really, really well. Just got into foul trouble uh, in this one with four fouls. Coming up, let's talk J-Dub and Josh Giddy, who are both really good in their own ways. We'll talk about them coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at FanDuel, folks, FanDuel is incredible. It is America's number one sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. The NCAA tournament is heating up both men and women's basketball it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook app. Make sure you go there because if you're a new customer, it's even better. If you're a new customer, it's a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scored to three-pointers drained, and you can go there right now to FanDuel.com slash locked on. To get your no sweat first bet to $1,000, it's going to be awesome to make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. It's the official partner of the NBA. And speaking of the NBA, pretty important game. Mavericks Warriors in Dallas. The Mavericks plus one at home against the Warriors, who are dreadful on the road. That'll be a fun game to watch tonight uh, as well. Now, you also got Hawks-Timberwolves. Pretty important for the Thunder as well. Hawks plus four in Minnesota. Cat returns. And I believe Anthony Edwards is going to play, but I know for sure Cat will play in this one. 
So go check it out today. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. Now let's talk J-Dub. Way more aggressive in this one. I love that from him. 20 points, 3 assists, 8 rebounds, a steal, a block. 2 for 4 from 3, and they were massive threes. 53% from the floor. And... In this game, you saw Jada take control and lead the charge and, and, and lead the second unit and become a player who you can rely on, which he's been all season long, to score the ball and to calm everything down. Like There were lineups where he was the steady hand, and he's a rookie. He was the steady hand. He was the guy guiding the ship. Two for four from three, 53% from the floor. There were so many great plays from him. The mid-range step back was awesome. His cutting baseline dunk was awesome. But a few plays stand out above the rest. His first bucket of the game was off of a missed shot by OKC. He soars in there, swats the, you know, kind of swipes at the ball, scraps for it, chases it down, gets the missed shot, puts it back. That's your lottery pick rookie who's been, you know, in the press clippings. He's been. You know, getting more recognition, growing more popularity. He's talking, people are talking about him as a rookie of the year caliber guy, and he still stays true to himself of, hey, I'm going to go out there, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to outwork guys. I'm going to outwork people. So he gets, he gets that first bucket. There was a finish at the 645 mark where he's driving into three clippers. This does not look good. He's surrounded like he's like, like he's going through secret service. The ball gets poked free twice. And he still has the strength to have the ball poked free. Grab it and gather, and not only gather, but gather up toward the rim and finish over three clippers. That's pretty impressive stuff. That is pretty impressive stuff. And then uh, the third play that stands out to me. Going into he gets this he gets this incredible dunk. The Thunder the Thunder missed a shot. The ball was kind of going out of bounds. They save it over to Jalen Williams. J Dub takes a step into the three point line, uh, you know, to where now he's like right just past the line and head fakes. It looks like he's going to shoot the ball. He's not going to shoot the ball. Defender goes by him. He goes to the rim and he dunks it through the line and that sparks a timeout. One of the last timeouts of the game, and he just starts screaming to the point where you can hear him screaming on the broadcast. And that is something that we've been tracking all season long on this podcast. We're like, of like, Hey, Jay whale, J dub. They're both incredible at bringing the energy to the game. And that is a tool that you're going to need moving forward. As you play bigger and bigger and bigger games, you're going to need the ability to create your own energy. You're going to need the ability to be your own spark, to generate your own your own kind of momentum on the road against these kind of teams for a young team to have someone like that, who can provide that spark for them. It just goes all the way circling back to contributing to having the right stuff. Isaiah Joe, 12 points, three rebounds, a put back, a steal of Kawhi, a block, a mid range step back over Kawhi two for eight from three, but five for 12 from the floor. 
Isaiah Joe, 99.99999% of the time is going to be the smallest guy on the court, but it never feels that way because he's able to scrap, get rebounds, get putbacks, and he's not just a shooter. He can score at all three levels. We've seen him throughout this season, and this is another process over results thing. We've seen him throughout this season use that mid-range step back to create so much space. And the shot does not rim in. Where he he got the space, he created his own shot, he created off the bounce for himself, and the shot doesn't rim him. And you're sitting there going, well, why is he still shooting it? Because it, he can make them. And in moments like this, when you need a shot, he can even make them over Kawhi. The process is the right thing. That's a good shot in this day and age of basketball. And as those start to fall, as we see him continue to be a good rim finisher, as he gets more and more sample size, and as we know what he can do from beyond the arc, he can score at all three levels. And despite not being physically imposing, and despite not physically matching up with his opposition on the defensive end, he is able to stay attached to the hip and pester guys. He's able to draw offensive fouls, draw charges. He's able to find ways to contribute on that end of the floor as well to where you can keep him on the floor when these games go to these half-court style of basketball. And in this game, he only went two for eight from three. We know that what he's capable of, of, of scoring four from beyond the arc, five, six from beyond the arc even. Isaiah Joe is really, really good. Let's end this talking about Josh Getty. I, I like to kind of see how these cliche, these kind of corny sayings that the Thunder tell us kind of match up in, in real life. And, you know, Mark always talks about kind of running your race and being where your feet are. Josh Giddy did that today. Josh Giddy ran his own race. Again, this this game is so huge. You, you can get back to 500. You can build upon one of your best wins of the year of being the Suns. You can go on the road and win on the road in L.A., Something that we talked about yesterday that does not happen. Teams do not win on the road this year. There's only two teams with the above 500 record on the road. It's very, very hard. And we've seen what a win does to them in the standings and where it puts them in the standings. And it would be easy for every player to try to do too much, to press and end up playing worse because they're trying to do too much. But Josh Giddy stayed in his lane, so to say. He stayed running his own race. 13 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 for 3 from the line, 5 for 12 from the floor, 41%. He had some great passes, even some that did not end in assists, but still were fantastic. But it was the way he got to those 13 points. It's bouncing off of Paul George for an and one at the rim. He attacked Hard every single time going to the ring. He went right into Zubak's chest and finished over him with that soft touch. He can do both. He hits that mid-range fallaway shot over PG and then another floater over PG at the rim, which is who's one of the best defenders in the league. And of course, we all hope that Paul George is going to be okay after that scary-looking injury. Um, that happened late in this game. But Josh Giddy kept his head down. He kept attacking the rim. He kept making the right reads. He kept mixing it up for rebounds. 
And while his his box score is not eye-popping, it's not jaw-dropping, it's not miraculous, if you watched the game, you felt his impact, and you felt him doing the right things on the court. So that was awesome. The MVP of this game is going to be the team, the, the, the whole team. Because like even Olivier Saar had to play a va- valuable minutes in this one uh, for OKC to get this win over a, a competitive contending team that truly wanted this win, that truly wanted um, and, and, and were out there playing as hard as they could. And so there's there's no way to discredit the Thunder after this win. Like this this is this is awesome. This is an awesome feeling for OKC. Uh, this is an awesome uh, win for them, and they get to run it back here on Thursday. Already owning the tiebreaker over the Clippers, they can try to sweep the Clippers on Thursday. We'll talk about that game more tomorrow uh, and talk about it all on Lockdown Thunder every single day. So subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.